Cleveland Indians podcast. We're about to get this motherfucker started. All right, you're back with your favorite podcasters, Black Ohioans. And I'm your host, Mr. Cashman himself. Mr. Drop a quarter in your sippy cup. Buku Cash. And I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Bird's World. Hey, y'all. Still here. We back. We got another podcast for y'all. Yes! Definitely, man. I cannot wait to do this podcast. This is a podcast about the Cleveland Indians. Yes, I said Cleveland Indians, not the Cleveland Browns. I know you guys get tired of me talking about the Cleveland Browns all the time. Yes, I'm a sports fan, and I love all type of sports. So let me go ahead and slide over to one of my other endeavors, and that's the Cleveland Indians. Anybody that's a part of sports in Cleveland or Ohio sports in general, they know about the Cleveland Indians. All the way from the 95-96 team where they had Albert Bell and Carlos Baega to when they had Grady Sizemore in the early 2000s. You know, even back a couple years ago when LeBron was in a press box screaming like a little kid again. We thought we had it all sealed up. It would have been the first time one state had one team, NBA champions, and the same season, MLB champions. I mean, come on, man. That would have been amazing. And I mean, I, I still think we got cheated. I mean, who gets a rain delay in the ninth inning? But look, that's neither here nor there. No. That's neither here nor there. I want to talk about that, you know, because like I said, this year, I do think we got a chance to really kind of show people what they're about. They had to dig into their farm system this year. But guess what? Last year, we dug into our farm system. We pulled out Oscar Mercado. Strong candidate for rookie of the year. I mean, strong candidate for rookie of the year. So, look, what I want to start off with is doing my top 10. I mean, of course, everybody got their top 10. But I want to give our top 10 prospects that we got waiting in the you know waiting in the wings and plus we all know with the corona situation they moved up the roster so we're going to have more than the regular you know you know roster spots you know we save a lot of roster spots for pitches you know out of all the positions we got what 11 13 pitches on our roster you know now it's going to move up so we can have maybe an extra arm you can bring up Klezak or you can bring up uh a Polanco or somebody like that but you know, let's bring up Noah Jones. You know, let's let's bring up a couple of the other guys. You know, positional players that we want to see. And let's not send down the cat, the kid Bobby. You know, we don't have to send him down after his first stint in the major leagues. We don't have to do that this year. Now they're gonna give us extra, you know, roster spots so we can fill them with people that we really want to see. Cause like I said, Bobby Bradley is a good player. Uh, I mean, I know he came to the pros and you know he stunk it up. You know he stunk it up. Yes. Nah, nah, nah. He stunk it up. It was a time where he went like two for 25, but them two hits was home runs. So, like I said, there's different players on the team that I definitely want to get into and, 
and even I was reading a couple articles, uh, you know, I, I'm a subscriber, I don't want to get them a shout out or say something to get myself sued, but I'm definitely a subscriber of a couple local uh, news outlets around here, and uh, yeah, they had a little segment about what they've been doing on their offseason and what they have been doing in quarantine, so I read a couple things about a couple different players, and people are, uh, people are trying to stay in shape, that's all I got to say. People are definitely trying to stay in shape and make sure that they're ready for this upcoming season, even if it is a shortened season. I heard 80 games, but look, before I start rambling on, let me go ahead and move to what I wanted to do. So with no further ado, the list from 10 to 1, it starts off at number 10, a third baseman, only 18 years old, Gabriel Rodriguez. Uh, this kid, you know, he in the Cactus League, he in that Arizona League, uh, he probably going to be there for the next year or two, but uh, they got him ranked number 10, and he only 18, so uh, Gabriel Rodriguez is a, is a name we definitely need to be listening to or keep an ear out for. Uh, skipping over uh, Tristan McKenzie, we talked about him last year. He's injury prone. I hate to say it, you know. I think that's why, you know, we was able to get him where we was able to get him at. So I'm not gonna talk about him too much. But number eight, they got Ethan Hawkins. Ethan Hawkins, remember that man? He's a right hand pitcher. Uh, he's in single A right now, but he's only 19 years old, and they got him ranked number nine in the whole farm system. So that got to be saying something. Uh, number six is another shortstop, 19 years old, Brian Ricaro. I don't know if I said that last name right. I really haven't been really looking into him because we got a couple shortstops that's ahead of him. And, you know, if all goes well with those guys, like this guy, Tyler Freeman. Tyler Freeman, he's a single-A ball, but this guy's supposed to be a beast. They got him ranked number two in the whole farm system. And he's one of those players that's ranked in the top 50. Do you hear me? Top 50 in all MLB. So, like I said, the kid, Ricaro, I really, I just, like I said, I really haven't really got into him too much. But that's one of the guys I'm going to have to start looking at a little bit more. Uh, moving on, I want to, I just want to get into the top three real quick before uh, I have to talk about the actual roster or the guys that I think that's going to make the roster. And number three, of course, we got the bat catcher, you know. This guy, Bo Naylor, he's supposed to be a beast. Kid, 20 years old, 6 feet tall, 200 pounds. He in single A ball. They say he can call a good game, and his bat speed is heavy. Heavy, heavy. So, look, if we can get a guy. Because, look, Perez, what he won everything last year. But he started having those ankle problems, you know. When your bones start acting like that and when your knees go, we all know you're not a good catcher no more. That's what happened with our last guy. Now, even though he went over there, got his ring with the uh, Washington Nats, I'm proud of him. But like I said, he really never had a bat either. So if we can get this kid up here and, you know, next year or two, I definitely think he'll be the right fit so we won't have to go out there and spend money on a bat catcher. So, I, I, like I said, I mean, look, if this kid Bo could be what they say he is and he got the back speed, we don't want to convert him to first base like we did with Santana. Let's let this let's let this kid learn how to call a game and keep on being our um, our catcher for years to come. Uh, number two, I already said his name, the kid Tyler Freeman. We all heard about him. 
listen, he's going to hit first or second in our lineup. If we keep Lindor, which I definitely feel like we is going to keep Lindor, if we do keep Lindor, this kid, bat right in front of him. He can get on base. He reminds me of Oscar Mercado. I think the kid is really, really going to be good. And number one, of course, you know, Nolan Jones. The prize of the draft. The prize of their prospect list. You know, this kid comes up this year now. You know, like I said, with the extended roster spots, this kid will be in the big lease this year. Now, let's just hope everything translates from the last couple years. And hopefully, he's been staying in shape because from everything we heard last year, this kid is going to be a beast. And I cannot wait. I mean, listen to me. I cannot wait to see this guy. We went down there, seen him in triple A ball. You know, Columbus, their stadium is not really that big. You know, I mean, I love the Clippers. I love what they do for the community. But, like, far as access to the players, it's really not... It, well, it's not what you would think a minor league system would be, where you could have a little bit more access to their players. But it was still a good time, and I, and I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed myself there. Uh, another guy I want to talk about, he's not in the top ten, but these are some of the guys that you should just be looking forward to, you know, in the next couple years. Uh, it's, it's a Well, of course, I already said something about Bobby Bradley, but I do want to talk about this kid. His name is uh, Will Benson. Will Benson, he's one of those speedsters, but he does have a bat. And a lot of people is not giving him credit. You know, he played in double-A ball, so I think he's going to be really good this year. If we can get him over here and he can do some of the things that I think he can do, I think that's a person that can kind of wiggle his way through the ranks, and then you'll be talking about him like you was talking about uh, uh, Oscar uh, last year. Another, of course, we all know about Emmanuel Class, but I want to talk about him. This guy is our next who do I want to call him you know he got that slider that's just so nasty and his fastball is what we needed to be in the major leagues but his problem is just like McKenzie's problem they are injury prone they like to get hurt and hey if this kid can't stay healthy then he can't stay in the big leagues and if he can't play in the big leagues he can't play baseball so that's what it comes down to uh, the last guy I want to talk about and like I said, look, the way they got it set up, he just missed the top. I mean, he just missed the top. They got him in here at number 13. If you're looking at the top 10 list, you're not even going to hear about this guy. But if you look at the whole top 25, you'll get a chance to hear about the kid, Daniel Johnson. Now, like I said, the Columbus Clippers, I guess I'm going to go ahead and talk about them. But this guy was one of those people that came out to the crowd, talked to us. I mean, he told us a little bit about himself. And he played his ass off the whole time out there. I think I think the whole year he may have only had three errors the whole year, if that. So, like I said, the kid was really good out there. His instincts are amazing. And that's one of those people that you want in, on your back end, you know. I don't know if he could play. I, I think they had him at uh, center or right field. Now, of course, you know, we got the kid that just came from Texas. So, I don't know if he's going to stay at that position. But, listen, he reminds me of the guy Island that we had. That would always play the situational roles. He would be the base runner. He would go on the outfield for a couple innings. Great substitute guy. I think his time is uh, pretty much up with us. I mean, like, we can't find a place for him, you know. And then with us getting this kid from Texas, it's just, it's just a sign that his time is up with us. And I'm hoping this kid, Daniel Johnson, he can come in and be an upgraded version of him. Uh couple guys like i said that i like as a prospects that's coming out right now if you get an opportunity please look them up hopefully they make it 
to the bigs, man. Like I said, they're giving us a couple extra spots, and I know they like to use a lot of those for pitchers. So, like I said, I gave you guys a couple pitchers because, of course, you know, they'll be on the team before any of these positional players get on the squad. But, look, check out the guys that I mentioned and tell me what you think about it. First of all, I'm going to start off with the Major League roster. I got to talk about the pitchers first. You know, we got one of the best farm systems in the MLB. Uh, a lot of the guys, Shane Beaver, Mike Clevenger, Zach Plesak, Adam Polanco, Carlos Carrasco, Tyler Clipper. You know, all these guys came out of the farm system, and nobody kind of had these guys pegged as stars. You know, yeah, Beaver, he showed a little bit, but now this guy moved all the way up to the point where he's getting the MVP at the All-Star game. Who would have ever expected that? You know, Tyler Olsen. You know, he used to come in and give us quality stars. I mean, really quality stars. Cody Anderson, you know, uh, Adam, I mean, Aaron Savali. You know, that's our guy. Carlos Carrasco, even after the health scare, Mike Clevenger, even though he got hurt, you know, even though he got hurt. He was a beast for us when he was there, so like I said, it's a lot of guys that I definitely want to talk about that's uh, a part of our roster and a part of our pitching staff, and if, if I got to go ahead and I want to start with certain people, uh, you know what, I'm just going to move on, I'm going to go from top to bottom. My top guy on our pitching staff I mean, it's a no-brainer. Shane Beaver. You know, this kid ate up innings last year. Had an excellent ERA. Uh, next to him, I would have to go with Mike Clevenger. Clevenger, he got to be our number two guy coming out this year. And this is just my own personal belief. I think that, uh, I think he gave us excellent, excellent, excellent play last year. You know, Plunko. I know you were thinking like, oh, why, why would you pick Polanco over Savali? But listen, I think Polanco was the most studied guy out of everybody. I got to go with Javier Rodriguez, you know. I remember him when he played for, I think it was the Orioles. It might have been the Orioles or it might have been the Pirates. Not exactly sure. You know, guys switch teams all the time in baseball. It's sad, you know, these highly prospects, they're wanted by other teams and some people can't afford to pay them. So, you know, they ended up switching teams and going to somebody else. But listen, it was a lot of guys that I really liked it on our team last year that showed up in moments that we really needed them. Now, one of the guys I want to talk about is our closer. And I got to talk about Brad Hand. Brad Hand, I'm hoping that you have a big, better year this year. Last year, you did not show us what you had. We traded a lot of good prospects. You know, my guy Mira, he over there for the Padres looking really good right now. So, like I said, um, Perez, you a steady rock. You know, Witten, you know, Wood. I mean, Hunter Wood, not Alex Wood. You know, we had Alex Wood back. <laughs> It'd be a big difference. But, you know, some of these guys, listen... I'm expecting them to do well. I'm expecting them to do good. But like I said, the most person, the most important person to step it up, definitely, definitely got to be Brad here. Yes! And if you don't, it's going to be over with for you. Now, 
moving on, of course, you know, I want to start talking about positional players. We all know who are starting. Do I say starting eight or starting nine? I don't know. I don't know which one is it. At catcher, we got to have the gold glover himself, Robert Perez. He was a beast last year. He came out of nowhere. Honestly, I don't really even know if he was in our farm system or we found him off the streets. But however we got this kid, man, they coached him up. He was over there with Sandy. He made sure that he taught him the right ways to call a game and taught him the right ways to play the game. And listen, the kid was a beast. I mean, what they say, no pass balls the whole year. Come on now. Now, at first base, I got to say it, man. I would put friend Mill. I would put him at first base, you know, but, and I would let, uh, uh, Carlos, I'll let him DH, but however they do it, but I'm going to go with, uh, Carlos Santana playing first base, of course. I would have to go with the cat, Cesar Hernandez, the kid we got from the Phillies, who is a beast, who has a heavy bat. So, yeah, somebody you can definitely go ahead and, um, rely on. I don't, I don't want to say nothing bad about Jason Kittness. You know, he was one of our players. We had him for years, you know. He was our guy. You know, he was homegrown. But he went back to his home state, Chicago, and hopefully he latch on with those guys. But if he don't, and he do want to reduce contract, because I heard they only gave him a veteran minimum. If he want to reduce contract, please come back to Cleveland. Because, uh, like I said, we can definitely need you, even if it's just for, you know, spot work. Uh, moving on, got to talk about the star, Francisco Lindor. Love Francisco. Hopefully this kid stay with us the whole time. I don't know if they're gonna be able to pay that 300 million, but if he do stay with us, uh, he, I, perennial playoff team, always perennial playoff team. Jose Ramirez, he did second half of the season have a little slope. Uh, I won't call it a slump. I just call it a slope. You know, he slid a little bit down the you know slope a little bit, but other than that, this kid is a beast, man. A lot of people was talking a lot of stuff about him. You know, he wasn't putting up the numbers that he did the first two years, and that's okay. I mean, we deal with injuries in different ways, but this kid is one of the best third basements we've had the whole time I've ever watched the Cleveland Indians. Now, of course, like I said, I was talking about Carlos Biagra earlier today, but, I mean, and, and you know, they switched over, uh, not Sandy, but Roberto, and when he couldn't play that shortstop no more. But regardless, man, look, Jose Ramirez is one of my favorite players in kid is a beast what we need to do is worry about this outfield now this is my outfit this is my starting three this is who i would go with of course we're gonna have oscar mccardo in the middle you know he's gonna play that center but now this is only if this kid is back healthy and all the way together i would go here with tyler naquin i like tyler naquin tyler naquin is a good player but you know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't like to give him his credit. And I think he is really good, man. Like I said, I know the cat. I seen him up at the uh, Clipper Stadium. And he, he, like I said, he's a good, personable young man. So I definitely think this kid, he can go ahead and play that right field. I, I don't know about left field, but I know he can play right field because he does got an arm, man. So get a kid a chance. I wouldn't put Jake Bowers back out there. Jake Bowers, even though he's from Ashland, even though he's an Ohio kid, you know, I think he's more of a platoon player, you know. I hate to say it. I mean, he's not a starter. He's an excellent sub. And he maybe one day can go ahead and move up to that, you know, starter quality guy. And he can play a bunch of different positions. He can play both outfield spots, left or right. And he can play a little bit of first base. So, he's an excellent sub guy. I just don't know about him playing full-time just yet. 
Uh, in my third and final outfield spot, I know y'all saying, look, we got Delaney of the Shields. We got Delaney of the Shields. Listen, he can't take center over Mercado. I just can't do that. I can't give him that. So what I would have to do is put one of my favorite new players, Fred Mill Reyes. You know, I was calling him a fan. The whole time I was calling him a fan, I didn't even, I didn't even know his friend. I thought it was fam. So, like I said, this kid, he can hit the ball. And we need somebody that can hit the ball. And he reminds me of Naquin a lot. Mm, strikeouts, yeah. Mm, base running, yeah. But it always seems when you need that hit, when you need somebody in clutch time, this kid comes through for you. I think he can be a player on our roster for years to come. I definitely feel like he's that power hitter that we've been needing in our lineup for a very long time. And listen, without, you know, Yashian, without him, we might be okay. You know, I don't think they had to go out there and get anybody else. You know, yeah, we didn't get that much for Kluber. And yeah, you know, the kid that we did get for him, he's already off the team. But, like I said, far as looking at the starting nine, and if we put Shane Beaver as our ace, I mean, I think we got an excellent team. I think Naquin could return to form. I think in at least high two, 280s, 290s, definitely a 300 hitter. And he's going to get you 25 home runs a year, guaranteed. Mercado, he, he starts showing a little bit of pop in his bat at the end of the season. So he can probably get you 10 to 15 home runs. And if he gave you 20, you'll definitely be happy about that. And then, like I said, you know, uh, Fred Mill, he's going to give us 40 this year. And if they cut it down to 80 games, he might mess around and lead the league with 30. Because this kid can hit. I mean, he can hit. Perez, I need a little bit more out that bat. But as far as being back there catching, man, come on now. You can't get better than you. You won the gold glove. And you got the and you got the defensive player award. So, come on, man. You can't get better than that. The cat Hernandez, they brought him in from the Phillies because he's a defensive guy. Now, he got a little pop in his bat. He can help you out, you know, maybe a seven hitter. I, I wouldn't say two. I wouldn't say two. Like I said, I, I like Mercado up there. I think he's great before Lindor. And then they might even switch it up, have Lindor go one, Mercado two, then put uh, my guy uh, my guy three. So, you know, they, they, they like to switch up their lineup. But when you're looking at their lineup, I mean, and, I, and the guy was talking about Santana, but when you look at their lineup, I mean, you could have – Fran Mill at six, you know, you could have Santana hitting four, and then you can still have Lindor hitting three, putting Hernandez at two, and then you can have Oscar Mercado, he can lead off some nights. So, like I said, you can do a lot of things with this lineup. It's a very flexible lineup because a lot of players hit, switch. Lindor, he switched. You know, uh, you know, a lot of guys, they, they, they can bat in any part of the lineup, man. So, like I said, uh, having Santana back, you know, is is changed the whole lineup dramatically. And now you got these power hitters that's all aiming to go for home runs, you know, get on base, you know. No more slapping it in the gaps. These guys are real, real power hitters. It's like having three or four hour bells in the lineup every night. It's not as damaging as the New York Yankees, of course, but... You know, I think we can compete with teams like Red Sox, and I think we can compete with teams like the White Sox, you know. I think we can compete with these big teams because Minnesota, they pulled a fast one on us last year, but they won't be able to do that this year. And if some of our young pitchers step up, I think we have a – I think we may be able to sneak in the postseason if we do an 80-game season. 
Um, looking at this lineup, uh, I'm really, I'm really glad at the position that we're at because if we did have a short season, it's going to depend on pitching and it's going to depend on having power hitters that can go ahead and win those close games for you. So, like I said, my predictions for the Indians team this year, if we do go 80 games, I'm predicting we can at least win well over half of those games. I think we can go into the 60 win, 60, maybe 55 range. And if we can win 60 to 55 games, I definitely see us making a playoffs, wild card spot, whatever they do this year. I don't know. It might be a little bit different. But looking at the Indians, looking at the players, looking at the players that they got coming up through the farm system, I'm really impressed with y'all. And even though I haven't had a chance to get on here on a podcast and talk about it like I really wanted to, I definitely been reading articles and following up about these players. And I think this is going to be the year that we can go ahead and reach a little bit further in the postseason. We ain't got to worry about the Astros stealing our signals. And we don't got to worry about the Yankees because the Yankees has a lot of good players, but they has a lot of injury-prone players also. So, yeah, I think this might be our year. Uh, players that I would suggest anybody look for, one, on on the pitching side, you know, we all know, we all know, please, like, we all know uh, Shane Beaver. We all know a couple guys. But if you want to look at a guy that if they do bring him up, I think he's going to be really good. The cat, Emmanuel Class. I think he's really nice. I think he I think he can really do something. Even as a reliever, I think this kid has the stuff. He reminds me of, you know, Salazar or somebody like that. You know, one of those power finesse pitchers, you know. Not just power. He can still put a little bit of finesse on you. And then, of course, like I said, the cat from Mill Reyes, he young, man. He young. He like 24, 23. I mean, this kid going to be with the Indians for a very long time. He's not going to be able to go ahead and go to arbitration or something. I think he got two years before he go to arbitration. So, listen, man, uh, the Indians are in very good shape, not only just for now, but for the future. And if they do end up moving Lindor, which I would hate to see, uh, they got guys in the wings, you know, and of course, you know, we're going to get top flight prospects for a player like this. So, yeah, uh, my podcast on the Indians, it concludes with me saying I got faith in y'all and I know there's no way in hell we should not make it to at least a wild card this year. Check me out. Check out some of the players and let me know what you think.
Kill it! Oh, kill it!